Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Priya Rao, and here with me today is Saveen Sahib, the CEO and co-founder of hair care brand K18. Welcome, Saveen. Thank you, Priya. So glad to be here with you and uh, your awesome community. We're so excited to have you. I feel like, you know, we have a lot to talk about today and, you know, K18 is everywhere. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's one of the buzzy hair care brands of the moment, going head to head with Olaplex and plenty of other biotech companies. But tell me and tell our audience a little bit about how you first got into beauty. Priya, as you know, uh, I was in the tech space for more than about 10 years and uh, worked my way through into hair care simply because of my uh, co-founder and uh, and my lovely wife, Britta Cox who is the founder of Arquus. And uh, it was in conversations with her that uh, we spoke about, we ended up having conversations about hair struggles, you know, uh, the amount uh, everyone has to kind of a struggle with their hair. And, uh, and the effort that goes into loving your hair can be a bit overwhelming at times. So Savine, what were you doing in the tech space? specifically, because obviously, you know, hair care is a very personal subject matter for a lot of women. But what were you doing that you thought you could bring to better the experience in hair care? I was working on SaaS platforms and my last venture was an early version of something similar to Zoom. And that's when I was helping my wife. And frankly, I would have never thought about hair if it was not for the hair towel. Watching Britta have this hair towel on her hair and she talking about how it saved her time and then kind of looking into reviews where a lot of consumers were saying that this was not just saving them time. It was actually making the hair better, more kind of getting it more texture. And that's a part that intrigued my interest. How can a hair towel do that? It's not adding anything to the hair. And you got a hair care industry with tens of thousands of products. So I kind of more from an academic perspective, kind of a dive, took a deep dive into trying to understand the biophysics, biochemistry of hair to learn that what looks like a fiber is actually one of the most sophisticated biological composites. And the solutions to our caring for a hair do not lie in outside of a hair, they lie inside of a hair. Here, you had a hair towel that worked. It worked because it worked with the biology of a hair. In saving you time, it was actually reforming the hydrogen bonds and improving the keratin structure of the hair more so for chemically damaged hair. And that's where, that's why the hair towel gave you stronger hair, a shinier hair, a less frizzy hair without adding anything to the hair. Which product on planet Earth can do that? So that became the hero product of Aquas, your sister brand to K18. But so did you just make this towel and you and Britta make this towel at home and then realize, hey, like we should probably sell this to other people? Britta had actually designed this towel almost about 30 years back, working with a Japanese lab, which specialized in performance uh, wicking fabrics, the same that we use in high-performance sportswear. The only engineering challenge be, being that and when it comes to performance fabrics, you're wicking moisture away from the body into the fabric and out into the hair. But when it came to the hair towel, designing an optimal hair towel, it was about transporting lots of water from your hair into the hair towel and then out into the into the atmosphere. And that was a unique part structure of the hair towel. So while while it was built more around as an axe and uh, the, uh, with the hair being a smaller component, we realized that outside of shampooing your hair, having a hair towel was an essential for literally every woman out there who cares for hair. And that's when we started kind of building up the hair towel 
and uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a brand and launched it globally with the likes of Sephora's and Prestige Beauty across the world. And uh, that's what kind of drove the, the growth of the hair top. But while that was happening, at the back of the mind, the answer that, look, this hair towel works because of the biology of the hair is what got me kind of really going deep into the, into the, into the biological composite, as I mentioned earlier, that hair is. And if you, when you kind of think about that, inside of the hair, it's like interwoven ladders. These are, these are not bound together by any physical structures. These are all amino acid structures and polypeptide chains linked by electrostatic forces like magnets. When they break, because you're, you're coloring your hair, you're straightening hair, they cannot, you cannot just break them together or glue them together. And that's what kind of a then guy never got me kind of a to think about and go into deep into recombinant proteins and protein tissue engineering to kind of a essentially see how can we solve hair, the problems of hair from inside. So, Savin, you know, obviously Aquas has become a, a staple in many um, consumers' arsenal of beauty products. You know, I have one. I know a lot of people have tried to replicate what you've done with other towels, but yours is a bestseller at Sephora in international markets, like you said. I'm wondering why you didn't just add whatever the K18 product was going to be into the Aquas line. Like, why did you feel that you could separate this out and have two mega brands within you and Brita's purview? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question because uh, uh, to your point, it could have been launched as a part of the Aquas, but they were two fundamental things. The architecture of both the products were very, very different. And also the distribution footprints were, 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 were to be different. Aquas was a very retail product. To, to build K18, it needed to go through the salon channel. For a product that's already existing out there in the retail, you can't just kind of then bring that to the salon. As you know, the salon community loves kind of to start and, and run with the product. And... Uh, and the stylists would be the biggest drivers and, and proponents of, of the K18. So we needed, that's, that's what drove the decision of making it a separate brand and giving it its own personality and its own relevance, which made, which, which would, which would work with the stylists rather than simply launching it as an extension of Aquas. So with K18, you know, how did you decide like, okay, we're going to have one hero product, which is what you go launch with for consumers and then sell this other product to professionals. Because I think that a lot of brands in this space in hair care, it's really a tug of war between what the professional gets, what the consumer gets. And, you know, you obviously have a lot of brands that start in consumer categories and then need to go into salons to gain credibility or access, but it, it doesn't seem to be as successful that way or the other way around when it starts in professional and then moves into consumer. That's a good point. And uh, Priya, for, uh, first of all, I believe in less is more for hair. Uh, our, if you look at our hair care routines are driven by our very elaborate tens of thousands of products and lots of time rinsing out, that doesn't work for hair. Hair in the first place was never designed for a product sitting on top of it. It was meant to be truly kind of liberated in many ways, having its own texture, its own shine, and being way, you know, not being weighed down by products. So that's in the first place how we kind of thought about how we want to kind of work out. Now, to the question of the consumer and the salon, I don't see it as a as as a tug of war between the two. I see it as a one integrated world. I mean, your old stylist is is your is where you get all your information from 
and your stylist understands your hair better than anyone else. In the in the past, if you kind of have seen the biggest of the hair care brands globally, whether it's Kerastase, you've had Olaplex and Redkins, they all sprang from the salon space and then kind of created offerings which extended the salon experience to home. And that's where how we also see SKT, building it up in the out in the salons, getting the love of the pro stylists across the globe and making sure that the product, that they not only just love the product, but that it simplifies their life in the salon. If it's not simplifying this life in the salon, it has no value. And then leveraging some of their love to kind of build up our franchise with the community, which is essentially their community at the end of the day. Has it been hard though? I mean, for retailers to understand that and salons to understand that because it's not a traditional way of doing things, you know, having one product for the professional channel, having one product for the consumer, because also like there also is this whole conversation around Amazon, right? A lot of salons are partnering with Amazon. That's obviously a retail channel. So tell me a little bit about that. The key, th- I mean, given in this case, K-18 is very, very different. Just because K-18 is a progressive uh, experience product, like retinol. When you look at retinol, you do not, you, the retinol does not work that you used it once it continues to improve your skin texture over a period of time. And that's the case with K18. We created two products. One is a salon-only product, which you use before a chemical service, which is called the K18 Hair Repair Molecular Mist. It's a salon-only product. And you actually use it, the stylist uses it on your hair before a chemical service. And then once the chemical service is done, then they follow it up with the K18 mask. And because the K18 mask is progressive, you take that mask experience home. And this is how it works. Go back a little bit. We have talked a lot about the strategy in terms of distribution and stores and who you're targeting. But what is K18? Because, you know, I think a lot of people, when you first launched in 2020, in the midst of the pandemic, oh, people naturally made this association that you all were an Olaplex competitor. And we've all seen how well Olaplex have done in the last couple of years. They were a salon product, then they were bought by private equity, now they're public. So I think that there's a natural association within beauty insiders and also consumers. But what would you say K18 really is all about? If you look at it, hair repair has turned out to be the biggest drive, one of the biggest drivers of the hair industry. But even if I were to kind of take a step back, think about the last hundred years, there's been no innovation in the hair care industry. And the genesis lies in the cosmetic chemistry that for years, for decades, has focused on making our hair look good and mass the damage. The result is very simply very needy hair. It's needy for your attention literally 24 hours a day and it's needy for products. This is how skincare used to be in the 90s. And then you had Olaplex come along the way when hair expression drives literally all of hair care. Thinking about hair expression Every part of hair expression involves three stressors. One is the chemical, the harsh chemicals that are used in the, in, the, in, the, in the service. Number two is a lot of mechanical stress, pushing, brushing. And number three is a lot of heat stress. All these three compromise the integrity of the hair. So that's the reason why the hair repair has turned out to be the single biggest vertical, which is fueling the growth of the hair industry. And this is where Olaplex kind of came in. They created a great product, which worked, which worked for the way. And as I said earlier, when I kind of look, when I looked at hair, I realized we needed to go much deeper into the hair. 
when hair gets compromised you have these polypeptide chains which run along the length of the hair and they get compromised and these are floating chains you cannot patch them together that's the reason why we created k18 we mapped the entire genome of keratin the entire expression of the protein expression of the keratin genome essentially how body codes keratin and then we is over the last about 10 years we spent we sequenced every exp, every part of this expression to 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 understand it and then kind of see which of which which of the sequences can go back and can reconnect these polypeptide chains and restore back the strength of the elasticity and that's what k18 is it wasn't designed on a in a formulation lab it was designed on a computer using computer modeling and probabilistic structures which you use in the biotech space so k18 is the first biotech hair repair product and its goal is to simply repair hair with lasting results and do it in just 4 minutes so where do you think that k18 sits in the larger beauty landscape because there are other biotech companies in the hair care space you know like there obviously is olaplex there's virtue labs augustina spader is a skincare line that has launching into hair. So, you know, that term, that terminology, it seems to be very buzzy right now. But where do you think that K18 differentiates itself? As a company, we created the most uh, I will the most sophisticated R&D when it comes to application of biotech for hair repair in the for hair repair in the industry. And this is on par with some of the biggest companies in the world. It's always about how do we solve the bigger problems like hair repair and as i said earlier every every hair expression comes with these three stressors the me- the mechanical the heat and the harsh chemicals how can we through biotech mitigate the these stressors so that you can get to your you want to color your hair you want to uh, you want to uh, straighten your hair you want to perm your hair you can do it without compromising the integrity of the hair so that's where we kind of focused on number 2 you see color is a the dye molecule hasn't changed in a, in 100 years every time we color hair it's damaged is there a way to color hair with and and keep the permanence of that color without compromising the integrity of the hair those are some of the problems we kind of are solving it so it's about new molecules just like what's happening in the pharma industry it's also about creating a path to a more sustainable way of or with that drives the future of the bio, of the cosmetic industry essentially we see biotech as future proofing beauty today when when it comes to natural natural does not translate into potency it does not translate into sustainability it's like the it's like the automobile industry the combustion as long as the combustion engine was the architecture of the industry you may kind of look at minimal emission control but you could never change the architecture it needed someone like a tesla to change that structure that's how we kind of see us within the within the hair care industry if you think about today when it comes to purity biotech is the path to get you to to purity of the ingredients which no natural product can do because every time you are harvesting a product from a natural resource there's contamination for example if i were to take just rose oil a 5 ml of rose oil needs about a quarter million petals that's about 8000 flowers think about the amount of energy pesticides and everything that and variability that goes into generating 5 ml of rose oil 
Now we try to extend it to everything else in the nature and then 99% of the plant is wasted. Number two is biocompatibility. You know it, everyone out there loves hyaluronic acid. It's, 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 it's supposed to be a great moisturizer and with great water binding capabilities. But the hyaluronic acid that we, that we have out there in the formulations are water-based formulations and they do not, most of them do not penetrate the skin without the use of skin enhancers. So they have very little biocompatibility with the skin. And number three is sustainability. Biotech essentially takes all the plants and the animals out of the equation because what it harnesses is what's most abundant in the world, which is harnessing bacteria to kind of become protein factories. And this is, in the next 10 years, we see biotech essentially becoming the, replacing all of cosmetic chemistry, not just in hair care, but across all of beauty. And this is, and the K team is playing a pioneering role and a leading role in that, in that evolution. We'll be right back after this message. You launched this brand in the middle of the pandemic in 2020, and you hit $75 million in sales, if I'm remembering correctly, on just two products. I mean, that's wild to me. What do you think resonated so much with the consumer, the end consumer who was going to the salon and the consumer who was buying on your website? Firstly, it was about the product, the product experience, both for the stylist community and the consumers. Think about, as you said, we launched it at the height of a pandemic and decided to go with a global launch in 50 plus countries. It was the most brutal way of <laughs> testing the product and making it sure and that it works literally across every hair type, every generation, every service. And that's what where, where it delivered on its promise. Stylists loved it because they could use it on every service, no matter what it was, on every hair type. And the fact that it saved them time and it made their routine much simpler in a post-pandemic world. And the transformation was evident. When it came to their clients and the community, it was the same thing. The transformation that they saw with, with using the K-18, they had not seen with many products out there in the history of hair care. And the fact that you could actually take this, you could actually wash your hair, not even use a conditioner in the shower, simply dry, take a small amount of keratin, put it into your hair, leave for four minutes, and you're out, you're, you're, out of your, you're out to go. How many products can do that? So that was one. Number two is our focus on rapid prop awareness. And that's where the brand was very synergistic with TikTok. It had, it checked all the boxes that made that would that could make it a success on TikTok. The before and afters, the simplicity, the brand persona, and the authenticity of the brand all resonated with the TikTok community. And that was that played a key role in driving the brand awareness and education across the globe. One of our campaigns, which we rolled out when we launched at Sephora, the flip hair flip campaign. It generated more than 11 billion views. The, probably the industry first for any hair care brand. Within a period of about 18 months, K18 made it to the top 10 of the Tribe Dynamics EMV index. And in the first half of 2022, we've been in the top five out there with Redken, Olaplex, and L'Oreal. How many brands could can do that? But all of it. Did that had, surprise you? 
Did that surprise you, Sabine? Because I mean, honestly, like obviously we all love a good before and after, whether it's in makeup or, you know, in skincare. I mean, it's a little bit hard to do in skincare, but within hair care, you know, you know, the hair flip, the curly to straight, people love that. But I mean, this is an expensive product. It's a prestige product. And did you expect the reaction that you got on TikTok that that you did? It it we did not expect to have such a massive reaction in a, in a, in, a, in a positive way. Uh, I think it uh, two 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 factors that drove that. One is a larger part of a community, whether it's stylists or consumers, did not see it as expensive in a in a literal sense. It actually drove more value than most other products. While you buy it for $75, that $75 product lasts you three months. So on a per application basis, it's actually more, it's value to you than most other products. And in addition to that, the fact that it can replace many other products in your routine, it can replace your hair treatment, it can replace your kind of a partly your fill serum, you don't need a conditioner in the shower. All of that is, and this together with this, with the time savings and the simplicity, is what delighted the community, and that's why they embraced it. And number two is, within within the TikTok environment, everyone has BNDAs. Together with that, the fact that there was an authenticity, it was not a BNDA with in an elaborate way. The fact that you could simply put Katie into hair, and you kind of see the experience, you can show what it feels like within within those four minutes, is what made it a TikTok darling. What would you say is happening from a product perspective? Because I know you all are launching into shampoo, which is just about to hit the market in August. And, you know, what's interesting is like a lot of brands talk about being an edited collection or an edited few products. And then, you know, they have to create more sales and they add more products to the mix and they expand into retailers. Obviously you're at the point of retail that you've you've done a lot there. But within products, you know, like, how are you thinking about how many products to launch, how many things you actually need? Because you are about this ethos of simpler is better, simpler is healthier, simpler is is more sustainable. Yeah. And I could not agree with you more on, on that, Priya. Uh, we'll never be a brand with, uh, with more than about between 10 to 15 SKUs over a period of time. And our goal is intentional in every... At, at each level. First of all, like you spoke about the shampoos, did we want to launch a shampoo? Does the world need another shampoo? No. <laughs> so why would we then why would we then want to launch a shampoo? Over the last one year, as we as 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 K18 was out there in the market, one of the, we got a, we got feedback because K18 works inside of the hair. Now imagine if you have built up on the hair, K18 cannot get into the hair. If it cannot get into the hair, it cannot work. And that's what took us to this. And we would recommend different shampoos and others. What we realized was that the clean hair canvas, while understood in skincare, was dealt in a very superficial, in a, in a superfluous manner when it came to hair care. It was all about let's detox the hair, let's cleanse the hair, you need a gentle cleansing. But not realizing that if I'm coloring my hair, if I'm chemically processing my hair, that hair, my hair has a very different relationship with the water. And not just with the water, it with the pH and with the minerals and the metals in the in the in the in the water. That was one of the learnings from the from the hair towel, the interaction the, of water and hair. 
And you cannot, you cannot just solve it by having just let me get a detox. What he needed to do was create products which actually had no fillers in any way, which could, which worked with the biology of the hair. So it would cleanse your hair, get to the right, get to the right pH. And number two is, number three is also be able to remove most of the metals and the minerals, especially copper and others. And that's what got us to launching the shampoos. That between the two shampoos, you have the detox, which you would kind of use to kind of remove product buildup. And it removes more than 70% of our copper in just one wash. And most of the other metals and minerals from, most of the other metals from your hair. Whereas on the other hand, you have the daily shampoo, which is one of the, probably the first shampoo with on the Sephora platform to get a microbiome certification. So you got a shampoo which not just cleanses, but also is microbiome friendly. And that's why we kind of got to kind of launch these so that they can, you start with a clean hair base and B is they also make K18 work better. You've thrown a lot of science at me, Savine. And I mean, obviously I'm in this industry and, and I'm a big hair junkie, specifically within beauty. But do you think that the customer is understanding all of this? You know, obviously the, the two products, I mean, you get this one at the salon, you get the mask at home, but with, with the shampoos and the daily detox and et cetera. And as you think about more product with such a science focus, how are you communicating that to consumers? And are they getting it, do you think? This was one of the interesting experiments because like you said, how much uh, is a community really interested in learning science? They're not interested in science, which if it's just a jargon, they're interested in kind of a decoding science and they're interested in kind of seeing how the science impacts their lives. And that was so refreshing because launching such a com complex biotech, we realized that our stylists were actually thirsty. They wanted to learn more about in a very simple way as do our consumers. Some of our most engaging content in the last 18 months has been on science. We have these science Sundays. We got, we got a lot of content around the science, both on TikTok and on, on our social platforms and the, as well as they are the most sought after content. But like you said, they, it's about simplifying science and it's about translating that science into how it impacts your lives. If I, for example, let's say I love coloring my hair and I live in LA. There's a lot of hard water and and my hair color doesn't last long. Uh, my hair feels feels mushy all the time. It feels way down. I would love to kind of know why why that happens. So someone can tell me, look, this is what happens in the water. This is the relationship with your with your with, with your color hair. And if you were to kind of a, if you were to detox your hair, then not only will your color last longer, you won't be products will distribute much better, and your hair will actually you'll have more hair happiness from your hair. I mean, we do that in skin every day. So it's about translating those bite-sized conversations and applying them to hair. And that's where hair is having its moment. It's, it's finally time that skinification of hair becomes a reality. And that skinification of hair is not about natural, just natural products and others. It's about actually understanding your hair so that you can care better for that hair. So Suveen, speaking of marketing, I mean, I've seen, like I said, K-18 being talked about from everybody and everyone. Most recently was the, the huge boom with Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson when she was talking about that she uses your, your product all the time as she's now blonde. You know, obviously, I think that relationship wasn't a paid for relationship on your end. Um, it came via the professional uh, relationship she had with her stylist. But 
I mean, how do you account for something like that? Because obviously her power and beauty and her power and everything probably really changes the game. Priya, this actually kind of answers your previous questions. Where do, where do you kind of start? If your stylist loves your product, they, they are the ones who have the best interests of their clients in their hearts. And they are the ones who kind of bring it to their clients. It just happens in this case that the client happens to be a Kim Kardashian or a Pete Davidson or a Rihanna at some place. But it all kind of starts with the general love that a, that a stylist has with your, with, your, with, your, with, your, with, your, with your product. And in our case, the number of celebrity stylists that, that who love our products on a global basis are just kind of a, is, is, is substantial. And that's all that matters to us. Where it, it, once in a while you have a celebrity kind of actually kind of talking about the brand. That's amazing. And it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it could be a better validation of what we kind of do, but it's all about stylist love and how it kind of makes their work and craft more, more fun. You're a serial entrepreneur. Suveen, obviously you started the Zoom-esque company that you were talking about earlier in the conversation, Aquas. Um, but K-18 seems to have like blown itself out of the water in a way. Um, obviously, you got the huge investment from VMG earlier this year, $25 million that, you know, and they're the guys behind Drunk Elephant and so many of the buzzy brands that really started this clean conversation, better for you conversation in skincare and in beauty. And I know you and I have talked separately about the fact that you've already been approached by strategics, uh, conglomerates that are interested in the product and interested in buying and and being a part of what you're doing. What does that say? How does that interest you? First of all, uh, K18 became drove both scale and profitability in its very first year. So it was not that we kind of needed an investment to simply grow. We had a lot of inbound interest. And uh, and uh, that's where we saw VMG as the best partner to support us. Uh, their understanding of what the KT needs, their thought leadership, and their successes with with some of the best brands in the beauty is what kind of a, uh, what really kind of a attracted us to them, and vice versa. And we couldn't have had a better partner uh, to to help us kind of grow the business. Along with them, we also have uh, True Beauty, Rich Kirsten, and many other uh, Springboard Growth Capital who've been our anchor investors from the from the from the beginning. So we've been lucky to have some great thought leadership um, within our board and within our investor group. Speaking of strategics, we've had the continuous interest of strategics out there right within a few months of the launch. And uh, while I'm kind of humbled. I think uh, it's it's very uh, early for us. For us, I, this is still there's so there's such a run, long runway. We we in terms of building up great science based products, and not just kind of building great science based products, but actually looking at architecture where we can simplify our our communities' lives. There's no point in hair transformation unless you don't reduce some of the daily struggle that goes with hair care, and that's super important to me. So we really want to kind of give build that out and drive innovations based on that so that we can make a meaningful transformation within our community. And uh, that's that's all I'm kind of thinking about over the next two years. So, um, don't so you're know not much. feeling pressure. So you're not feeling pressure at all with all these hair care deals hitting the market, Briogeo being bought, Pearl Smith, which just launched in 2018, being bought. You know, you're not feeling like, oh, wow, if I need to 
exit. I need to exit now. No, not at all. So when you talk about growth plans, Suveen, you know, part of it is obviously the thought leadership that you say that some of your partners can offer, but you did launch in 50 countries and you're just starting to dabble in additionally a few more products. So what does growth look like to you and what are you concerned about for the rest of the year? Our, our focus is on how do we kind of a drive, go deeper into, into the regions and the territories that we have and make KT literally a part of every salon service and then use inspiration and education to drive engagement with the community. So it's not about, first of all, it's not about driving more products. It's first, it's driving about those fundamental changes that we can, little changes that we're looking at. How does K18 simplify and enhance the artistry of a stylist? And how does K18 give you more hair happiness? And then how do we make products that can further optimize the relevance of K18? In, in, in all environments. We believe in a, even in a, think about this way, in a, in a salon industry, we already may have been making many changes. Our distribution partners are love the fact that they don't have to carry 200 different products out of which only two sell. They don't have to unlock in capital into, into a significant amount of inventory. At a salon, it's the same story. A salon owner loves the fact that these two products bring them more retail revenues than having an assortment of 100 products on the shelf. And that's when it's meaningful value for a, for, a, for, a, for, a, for a salon partner, for a distribution partner. And that's the ethos with which we're kind of building up K18. It has to lead to a positive impact, not just at, at the hair level, but in terms of the overall ecosystem that a stylist lives in, that a salon owner lives in, and that a customer lives in. And if we think we do that right, we kind of further that mission. And that mission has a long runway because the hair care has not really been sought. Everything in hair care has been so far all about masking damage. Building a healthier hair canvas that can live through every hair expression is where the opportunity lies. So, Vin, we've talked a lot today about so many different facets of the business. And I have to ask, you know, we've talked a little bit about your growth plans, your new products, as well as, you know, the funding but I'm wondering, you know, in this kind of strange economic times, and as we kind of brace for a potential recession, I know that's definitely on your mind and the company's mind, but do you think the product will be just as relevant in that time when, you know, maybe people are trading down or people are or concerned about finances? Or do you think that they'll be have the time because they're going to be at home and not going out to want to invest in, in their hair care and want to invest in their self-care there? Our consumers are more are more than willing to invest behind products that make a true difference in their lives and their routines. And that's recession-proof. Beauty has shown resilience through multiples. This is not the first potential cycle of recession. It's shown its resilience. And within beauty, hair care is one of the verticals. That could, lead, that could live with more innovation and therefore more value, propos- a, a stronger value proposition for the community. And that's where K- K18 kind of comes in. I have no kind of a doubt about K18's resilience and its ability to actually kind of engage more with the community irrespective of the economic cycle. Because what we are kind of offering is not just another product. We, we, kind of a, we, are, we are offering hair delight with less frustration and less time, with more simplicity, more speed. And who does not want more speed, more time, more, uh, more uh, less frustration, and more hair happiness out there? 
Absolutely. Congratulations, Sabine. It's been an incredible to watch you do this in just two years time, not even a full two years. Um, and we're so excited to have you on and thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Priya, for having me. Thanks for tuning into the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening. See you next week. Thank you.